Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpern. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one case, but almost a doesn't listen to cold-blooded the apollo gym murders on the iheart radio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts the black effect presents family therapy and i'm your host elia connie jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner david David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. Well, how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Real-time crime. An iHeartRadio podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Real Time Crime. I'm Leo Lamar. I'm a comedian and an actor, and I'm obsessed with true crime. So what do comedy and crime have in common? A lot. And we're going to find out while we go through this podcast. Why do I obsess over true crime? It's because I need to know every detail of every single story because they say that the devil's in the details. So we're going to find out who's the devil here. And for me... I know that anytime I'm dating a guy, I feel like I need to know if he's going to murder me or not. We got to find out if he's a serial killer. And most of the men I've dated, let me tell you, they have murdered lots of Captain Crunch. So here we are today to find out a little bit more about crimes in real time. And I have with me my friend, Teddy Mellencamp. Teddy, how are you? I'm doing great. I am Teddy Mellencamp. I am a mom fitness and health wellness enthusiast. And even more importantly, I will go down any rabbit hole and dig down any crime because I will do your dirty work on (laughs) any topic involving any bad guy. So I'm really glad that you're my podcasting crime partner. Thank you so much for being here. And you may hear in the background our producer, Dimitri, chiming in from time to time with a male perspective. Hello, Dimitri. Hello, very minimal. (laughs) (laughs) So on this podcast, we're going to be covering a lot of cases and we are all obsessed with this case, right? Beyond obsessed with this case. Beyond obsessed. This is the Gabby Petito, Brian Laundrie case. And so let me give you a little rundown of the case in just in case you haven't heard of it. Can I say case one more time or hopefully hopefully you can say it a couple more times in case somebody (laughs) didn't catch it. Perfect. Okay. So here's the 411 on the Gabby Petito case. So Gabby Petito and Brian Laundry are high school sweethearts and on again, off again fiancés. We can both say that's a bad sign, right? We can both say that the fact that they were on again, off again and living with his parents and his mom still paid for his cell phone and 
he had no nothing that he did on his own is a, is a bad sign to me. He's your mama's boy. <laughs> okay, so Brian and Gabby set out in July in a converted van, aka hashtag van life, to make vlogs. Also a bad sign if we're being honest. I'm sorry, but if you're living in a van, are you really living? Also, why? How can you say that you hate social media if you're doing a vlog? And you're constantly posting. Uh, if you're living in a van, that's a bad sign because you're living in a coffin on wheels. If you're living in a van, you don't have any of your own. You're, you're living off your parents in the van. You're traveling. You can't. I, I, from what I know, he hates everybody and everything and all plastics. And I, I get not liking plastic, but also he hates anybody that's ever used plastic. Also, I think a lot of women need to get their roots done once a month, right? Like, uh, there's going to think... I mean, I I think probably Gabby had to get her roots done from time to time. I'm, this van life is just not for her. And we found this out the hard way. Let me just say this. We're going to keep going a little bit more on the case. But I want to say this guy was covered in red flags. He loves to read books about serial killers who go on road trips Hello? Okay, so that's already a red flag. But she okay. was also reading The Zodiac Killer. There was trouble in paradise. There okay, so, def- <laughs> so they started this trip in July, and they were going to end the trip on Halloween, and they were going cross-country, and they were going to visit a ton of national parks. They were going to Utah, Wyoming, etc. They got into a couple of fights along the way, and then Brian came home September 1st in Gabby's van without Gabby. Dun, yeah. dun, dun. Where's Gabby? That seems like a big problem. September 11th is when Gabby's mom filed a report that she was a missing person. And now Brian Laundry is on the run and in hiding. And we don't have much information because he and his family have been pleading the fifth ever since. So that's the latest rundown in a nutshell of what's going on with the Brian Laundry case. Correct. But throughout this, we've gone through many pivots, highs and lows. At the beginning, everybody thought that this was a publicity stunt. Everybody thought this was two Instagrammers and vloggers who wanted to build their accounts. And um, because he had gone back to Florida to empty a storage unit in the middle of this trip, which who does that? And they, you know, this, you know, her missing was it makes absolutely no sense. And leaving her at a Fairfield Inn by herself. First, a Fairfield Inn? Yes. Put her in a five-star hotel, my guy. You said you loved her. Yeah, don't don't leave her at the Fairfield Inn. So this is no. when it started with the publicity stunt. That's when right. everybody started I just started saw Dimitri thinking. unmuted, which makes me think he has you something need to he say. wants what to share. Just, what do you I want to ask you guys a question. As women, if your son was away with his fiance, right? And all of a sudden he came home without her. What would, would you be like, oh, would you want to go camping for a couple of days? Or would you like they, they just went together as a family like he, they didn't think anything of it or they didn't care. Like, would you just do that? What are the chances our pathological liar? Brian takes one to no one said to them, <laughs> <laughs> we got into a fight. And she decided to stay and she's with a friend, right? What if he made up this obscene lie? We don't know because his family hasn't spoken and he hasn't spoken. And especially because they're saying that, you know, there's been leaks that she was seeing somebody else during this time, which who knows? He could have had other people leak at this time. 
They were saying that, you know, she went to Dunkin' Donuts with another guy or whatever the donut place was. And that's true love. If he takes you to Dunkin'. If he takes you to Dunkin'. He's ready to put a ring on it. (laughs) So, I mean, they could have been on a break and that could have been a story. Wait, is this an episode of Friends? They were on a break. Okay, (laughs) keep going. Yeah. (laughs) But even if you're on a break, I just don't think you leave somebody across the country that lives with you that you've known since you were you know, in high school, you would still worry about them as a parent and take her wallet and her ID and spend her her money on the way everything. Yeah. It seems like there is trouble in paradise there. So where do you guys stand on this? Say your son came home and he's like, yeah, we got in a fight. I have her wallet, her phone. I left her there. Are you guys like, well, let's go camping and talk about it or get your ass back there and get her. Or say your son came home and said, Hey, I accidentally killed her. What are you doing? Either one of you. I'm calling the police immediately and saying my son murdered someone. I am one million. If if my son came to me and said I left her there, I would say, all right, we're getting on a plane and we're going back. If he's if he's not admitting to me that he's killed her, if he said we're in a fight, I've left her there. I would either be on a plane myself going to get her to make sure that she's okay. If you if I thought there was a chance he was lying to me. Or I would be, you know, calling 911 and figuring it out. But I most definitely would not be in a situation where I was going camping for four days and ignoring the situation. I want to be honest. They went camping twice. They and went they camping. were with kids. They were with Cassie's kids, the, his sister's kids. <sighs> Teddy, the fact that you know his sister's name lets me know how much you are invested in this of case. Of course I'm invested in Cassie. Cassie's been all over the news. Cassie <laughs> is not letting her face not be out there. She is working it from all the angles. Right. I just wanted to uh, point out to the listeners that Leah said she would drive, she would take her son to jail or she would rat him out. And I think part of that is because you want to take him to jail so you can also see your boyfriend. <laughs> Thank you, Dimitri. I I wish you hadn't pointed out the obvious. Drop off the sun and a conjugal visit. That's two for one. It's a two for one. I'm a Jew. I love a good deal. So, (laughs) uh, but, but honestly, right. If it was a mistake and by mistake, I mean accident. If it was truly an accident that either he pushed her and she fell or it was a um, crime of passion, whatever it was, if it wasn't premeditated, right? And if it was truly an accident, he is pulling all of the classic, I did it moves. You know, all of the, I did it intentionally moves. And I think that is the biggest problem. But I think we we already know the type of parents. I mean, I am, I, I, I'm kind of a know-it-all and I'm not trying to be, but this is, you know, what it is. He's No, we saw the notes. You're trying. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I'm just, <laughs> You know, it is it is who I am. Like, you know, but, we love to but, see it. But from what I have gathered, he's never really had a job. So his parents have kind of groomed him to be somebody that they've bailed him out of every situation. Ooh. So why let would me, they not bail him out of this? Let me ask you a question because I know you're a parent. Yes. As a parent, if a person who was a child, essentially, I mean, she's not a child, but she's a young adult was living with you mm-hmm. for a year. And then she went missing. And it was your son's fiance, longtime girlfriend. Would your instinct be to show no signs of empathy? Absolutely. <laughs> 
<laughs> Absolutely not. I mean, here's like the first, the, first and foremost, like, I don't think, and I mean, this may come off wrong. I think if you are in a situation where you're ready to be fiancéd, if that's a word, you shouldn't be living with your parents. Mm. Well, if also- you are grown enough adults that you are ready to step into that next part of your relationship where you are wanting to get married, where you are wanting to move into that next part, you shouldn't be in your parents' home. That's what the van was, right? Like, that's the thing. Like, you shouldn't be getting money from your parents. You shouldn't be on your parents' cell phone bill. You should be taking charge and taking part of your life. So, like, for me, of course, this is what his parents are going to do. But this is what leads me to what's going on now. Why now? Why after three weeks have the FBI now just asked the dad to join the search? Well, also, don't you feel like maybe the van is the equivalent of living in your parents' basement, but on wheels. But the van was hers. Right, which she paid for. But but also, if your son was legitimately missing, Teddy, if yeah. your son was missing, wouldn't you be out in the streets looking for him? Obviously. Your but- innocent son? If my dog, I don't have a dog. If my dog <laughs> was missing, That's I would be scathing the streets, posting flyers everywhere. I'd be the first. The FBI, oh, they'd be they'd be miles behind me. You know, I would have already formed my own search party. But what guys, this is what you have to think about. The reason why the right now there is a lawyer that represents Roberta, whatever the dad's name is, I'm blanking. And Brian, because the lawyer can represent somebody that's alive. The other thing is he's a real estate lawyer, which is super interesting because this is a missing person and now homicide case. Actually, a lot of people are saying that he's a real estate lawyer, but he does have a lot of experience. He's um, with different types of law. He's real, real estate law, business law, civil and commercial litigation, personal injury, criminal cases. So he does cover a lot of stuff. So he's not just simply a real estate lawyer. Well, it's because he's their personal family friend, right? Mm. And they trust him Mm. so that he can be on the ends. He knows what's going on. The part that that also just worries me and is why the parents didn't know what was going on. Why Gabby's parents didn't know what was going on prior. But also, real quick, where is Brian Laundrie, Teddy? I don't know. I asked my kids. <laughs> this is disturbing. Is he in the flower bed next they to their house? I don't think he's in the flower bed. I really zoomed in and I don't think he's in the flower bed. So you know what we're talking about? There's a TikTok video that's gone viral of what appears to be a hand popping out of a flower bed and then Brian's mom passing something to the hand and back and forth. And this was all caught on footage from a TikToker who sent a drone over to the house. But if you zoom in, zoom in, it does look a little like a weed that she's and just also, pulling. And also, so you know, before this all started, they didn't have these flower beds there. Just to Ooh. let you know. it was you know, Maybe they just, got a hobby because so they need something to do. They needed something to do. So they picked up gardening when their son went missing. Or a hiding spot. Because we know Kylan and Crystal, the two women were who shocked. were on their honeymoon camping, when they were murdered, that they were raped and shot to death. So we know it was a gun. It was gun violence with Gabby. They haven't released it. And I think that's because the FBI doesn't want to show all their cards. You know, just like when you're on a first date with someone, you just 
don't want to show all your cards. The same, but different and ending in death. Your dates are slightly different than mine, Leah. I do, I do have another question though, involving the couple that was the, you know, the, the was found in Moab. The dad released something that said, please, psychics, quit reaching out to me. You're breaking my heart. I don't want to hear from you. I only want to hear from professionals that know what happened to my daughter and her wife or fiance. I, I can't remember which one it was. If you guys had somebody in your life that was murdered, would you want to hear from a psychic on what they think happened? Yes. There was actually a psychic who was interviewed who predicted how they would find Gabby's body, which is really dark. And they predicted how he would find Brian as well. And he thinks the whole family is going to get in trouble, which I think is really interesting. But the thing that really freaks me out about the double homicide of Kylan and Crystal is that they were found shot to death in a creek near their campsite on August 18th. And the last time they were seen was August 13th at Woody's Tavern in Moab. And the place of work of one of these two women was the exact address that the police wrote down on the police report of the eyewitness who encountered Gabby and Brian in a fight. The angry night where he kept going in and out of the restaurant multiple times and, angry. And the women apparently called a friend and said, we are so scared. There's a guy who's really creeping us out at our campsite. And if you don't hear from us, we've been murdered. Not even called. Text. So it's not even it text. It's on text message. Like there's Ugh. proof. Yeah, Teddy, that is pretty intense. And actually, we've just received official word about the autopsy that her death was by strangulation. <sighs> I was afraid of that because that's the number one, like for crimes of passion, right? Yeah, it is. Oh, my stomach is doing backflips. I feel sick. Which means that, I, I mean, I know that they weren't able to tell us what was under, you know, her fingernails or if any prints were attached, you know, all that they were able to give us in this press release was that she died by strangulation. But nine <sighs> times out of 10, that's out of a crime of passion. And which takes us to he's still on the run he's still unaccounted for yeah and i think it's interesting that his lawyer is saying that her death is a tragedy but made sure to note that brian hasn't been charged with her death and that he's only considered a person of interest and oh my god i i mean who knows what they will claim you know because they can still claim his innocence if there are no fingerprints I think, allegedly. Um, I'll use the word allegedly as many times as I'm allowed to in the sentence. But uh, this is this is really, truly heartbreaking. I mean, we already knew she was murdered, but for some reason, this makes this me makes feel it, even worse. You know, I, I don't I can't even remember if we talked about this <laughs> today or we've talked about it on text or the, I, I feel know. like you and I have gone down so many discussions about this. Every rabbit hole possible. Every rabbit hole imaginable. I mean, I think the thing that is also pretty upsetting is that all of the times that they were pulled over for the most part or the police were called, there was some sort of physical hand violence going on. I it definitely makes you feel 
I'm actually, I, I feel like I'm at a loss of words because now I'm at a place where I, I truly hope that his parents are helping the FBI. And that's why they haven't made an announcement. That's I why they haven't said anything. That I, that is I, true as I well. really hope that that is why they're coming off as so cold. Because why else hasn't there been a statement? Why else is, you know, why, you know, I even saw last night, you know, him going out in the middle of the night to cover up the picture of her. I mean, I hope that that is heartbreak. I hope that that is sadness. Oof. I hope that that is. That you just know, made me queasy too. You know, I hope that is all of those things. I hope that has, you know, because they are helping law enforcement find their son. Because I know that with raising kids myself, if one of my kids were to do something like this or allegedly do something like this, I know the shame I would feel as a parent of raising a child like that. <sighs> because you can't help. I mean, I feel guilt. You know, if my, you know, my kids, I don't know if my kids argue at the kitchen table. I'm like, why did I teach them that or whatever it may be? So, you know, I can't even imagine this. Okay. I thank you so much for your perspective, by the way, Teddy, as a parent, because obviously I don't have that POV. And this is just, I feel like I'm crumbling on the inside right now, but I, I'd like to get back into the other details of the case and you and I can have a private one-on-one -on -one conversation after we record today <laughs> to go more into details and I'll probably have myself a little cry after this. But um, I think that we need to take a break. I think I need a break, <laughs> honestly. Uh, this was a lot. Um, so let's just take a quick break right now and we'll get back to more details of the case. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpert. It's just a shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, my name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. I thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut, and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I've never seen a man 
take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Uh, thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Real Time Crime. And Teddy, I think it's time for us to talk a little bit about social media on the case. My first instinct is we saw a post from Gabby on the 25th that says, Happy Halloween! And she uses an emoji of a fly, which I've never seen a woman do in an Instagram caption is use the fly emoji. But we do know that Brian originally had it in his Instagram bio, but then he changed it to some leaves. Suspicious. And she posted that in August. Happy Halloween in August. (laughs) Only CBS does that. Hilarious, To me, this means that the trip is over. The trip is symbolically over. Over. The trip is over. But we know that she was seen on August 27th. So she was still alive when this was posted, which lets me believe she might have actually posted it herself. I think she posted it herself, possibly saying it's over with him. Ooh. It's over with him. That was her sign of it's done. Mic drop, Teddy. So... I mean, she looked beautiful. She looked happy. It's over. But we also know that those were old photos because all the social media experts went Elle Woods on the case and said her roots are different in this. Her hair length is different in this. So it's obviously not something that was taken recently. And but then, but then they came back around mm-hmm. and said that if you actually look from the side, it is there is some like darker rolled in. It could have been a filter. So like we really don't know. We don't know. But what we do know. What do we know, Teddy? In regards to social media (laughs) Uh is that as this continued on, Brian started following less and less people as the days went on. And he followed and unfollowed a girl named Rebecca multiple times. Oh, I didn't know about Rebecca. But I do think he was maybe unfollowed by other people. Like maybe people blocked him. I I think people have curiosity and they would keep following him out of curiosity. Well, I don't think curiosity start kills the cat. I would so, think he would get more followers because people yeah, want to see too. what's happening. Especially because Ooh. remember he went live for, you know, three, three seconds, seconds or what it was. But the confusing thing about when he went live was remember it showed that plastic milk jug. Oh, in I, the water. Oh, it was in the water, which lets me believe he might be in Mexico on a beach somewhere sipping a pina colada. Isn't there something saying that he is potentially with someone named Stan, which would make sense with the text messages involving a Stan that was like the text messages. Remember when Gabby sent the text messages to her mom mm-hmm. saying that Stan wasn't responding? Oh, it was just, can you help Stan? And the thing is, Stan is Gabby's grandpa's name. 
Right. So it feels very clear to Gabby's mom that those text messages weren't sent from Gabby and that they were probably sent from Brian because she would never call her grandfather Stan. So obviously something odd happened. And and apparently Stan kept calling and needed help with something. Right. But that could have been Stan, the friend that lives in Mexico that Brian could potentially be with right now. Ooh, but why would Brian text He might be in some sort of state. Psychosis. And actually messaging her, messaging from the wrong phone, meaning to text his mom and texted Gabby's mom. Teddy, did you just crack this case? I mean, I (laughs) guys, I can't take the credit for this. I follow like 55,000 sleuths. I can't, I I don't even know. There's so much going on here. Do you feel the papers ruffling? I'm just imagining you late at night attaching, drawing strings from one piece of evidence to the next. Like, have you seen the show (laughs) Manifest? That's me with this case. Like, I, people are sending me other things. I'm like, I can't until this case is cracked. Like, I am so... What do you think about the guy who said he saw him on the Appalachian Trail? I don't know. I mean, it could have been Dimitri. I just don't know. It probably was Dimitri. Dimitri, were you in the Appalachian Trail in the last two weeks? I was. I took my Ford F-150 out for a spin. (laughs) And, um, That's why yeah. he didn't call His sister has the same yeah. car, by the way. His sister also has a Ford F-150. It is also yeah. one of the most popular pickup I, I was going to say, it may, they might have a good like, finance. That was, yeah. real, <laughs> that was real my cousin Vinny, Leah. Thank you. <laughs> same <laughs> car, same t- size tire. Same size tire. I mean, hello. Uh, and my biological clock is ticking like this. <laughs> but I don't know, you guys. I think... My, I don't know why this, these are my other questions, why they're not in the reserves searching at night, why they only do it in the day. Because they don't want to get eaten by an alligator. How is he surviving if he is there? I don't know. I think you guys, there's a lot that we don't know. I think, I think not only are you right, however, I think we got to go back to the social media angle for a second. Yeah. And bring in Dog the Bounty Hunter, who's now on the right. case. Which, why doesn't he have an Instagram? Dog doesn't have an IG? Maybe I looked no the one, wrong... No one I puts mean, Dog on a leash. I mean, Dog can't be tamed. He cannot. And honestly, if he's not my next boyfriend, I'd be surprised. By the way, my hair right now looks <laughs> like Dog's. I'm so upset by it. Just looking into this thing, I'm really... Dog. Okay. If Dog, if dog has your mono. hair, then Dog is hot. That's all I know. Oh, dog does have an Instagram. I'm wrong. What is dog's Instagram? Dang it. Oh, Dwayne Dog Chapman. Chapman. I mean, dog, he needs to be under dog. Maybe dog was taken. His name's Dwayne, I guess. Yeah. Dwayne. He pulled a fast one on us. (laughs) He does kind of look like a Dwayne. He does. He kind of, he gives me the essence of the rock, you know? Remember when everybody thought that the dog put up the flyer that said, like, we're after you, Brian, or whatever it was, the dog, but then somebody else actually just did that? Yeah. I mean, here's the other thing, right? A YouTuber family, a YouTube family, Red, White, and Bethune, found footage of Gabby's van, and that's how they found her body. The one when it was open, when her sneakers, I mean, where her flip-flops were sitting? Yeah. Where they There's, saw him digging in the back. So that's also kind of more of like the hand in the flower bed situation where it's you see it if you want to see it. 
Because it could it. just be a shadow. I felt like I saw it, but then I tried to unsee it and I was able to unsee it. I never saw the door shut, like where they said they saw the door shut. I never shut. saw the like, door I shut I never either. saw that when I mm-hmm. tried. That was the thing where they like showed them pulling up, the YouTubers pulling up and they said the door was shutting. I never saw that. But I did see the body in the back looking like he was digging in, in the background. <sighs> I mean, Dimitri, yes, Dimitri, it looks like he's ready to chime he's, in again. <laughs> you may he's, speak. He's like hot and bothered by no, that. No, no, no. This is no, you, it's it's solid points. We do have to take a break, but I also when we come back, I want you guys to answer the question. Wait, Dimitri, wanna, are we going on a break? Yeah, we're we're You're done with us? Just, we're breaking up. Guys, it's oh not God. you guys. Well, it's we just me. I just need a breath of air. Okay. Just a listen. We're going to take a break, but think about this when we take a break. I want to talk about the sister giving. I want you guys to talk about the sister giving interviews. Okay, Mm. because there's some she's saying she's going against the lawyer, you know, and and coming out and speaking because she doesn't know what to do. And she's saying she doesn't know if he did it or not. But she came out, which a lot of people thought was weird. So let's take a quick break. But then think about that. Let's talk about that. Thank you for giving us our homework assignment, Dimitri. We'll work on it. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halper. It's just a shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, my name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. I thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut, and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a a different aspect of my life now. So, 
How'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. Welcome to Real Time Crime. I would like to talk a little bit about how Brian is a weird survival guy. <laughs> Can I say weird survival guy? I feel like he's the kind of guy that goes to the gym and puts the treadmill on an incline with a full backpack. <laughs> you know, he's one of those apocalypse people. But apparently he lived in the Appalachian for months without essentially many food or beverages or anything. I couldn't even live off of one cracker for an hour. Let alone, I, I, need, I need a sleeve of crackers per minute. I don't know how he could do that. What kind of cracker would you even eat? I, I mean, it's choice. I don't know. A, a reference, yeah, sure. Or saltine. Gluten-free, vegan, cracker. But, I, you know what, to be honest, I haven't had a cracker since I had food poisoning, so I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I, you could, you I could never... The food that you chose was a cracker. Of well, all the delicious food treats, you chose a cracker? When I think about <laughs> cans of beans or applesauce, well, I don't know what survivors eat. I, I think survivalist people, you know, they just eat things in cans. And that honestly just is disgusting to me. I don't think I could ever do that. How many days do you think you could make it? Over or under five? I would say around three hours. <laughs> <laughs> if Dimitri took care of you the whole time, how many days? Well, it depends. Did I chip a nail? <laughs> I don't know. Do you have acrylics or gel extensions? I've got gel extensions. <laughs> you clearly would not be able to do this because if if you were hiding out, you'd be like, okay, I don't now like he the just snacks. There's me. no single guys. I'm turning myself in. This is over. Here's what's going to happen. Now I'm, you guys are going to be calling me off the chain. Where's Leah? We're trying to record another episode. And I'm in the woods proving Dimitri wrong. She's in the wilderness with 600 Ritz, Ritz cracker sleeves. Just like, <laughs> yeah. And I've got a ton of naked men fanning me with leaves. That's real incognito. Why what do they I... have to be naked? <laughs> yeah. I don't, just Why don't you just go on the next season of Naked and Afraid? We'll talk about you. It should be should be casual. It's a spinoff, Naked and Afraid with Crackers. Yeah. What do you I think, think it, of I, I would never be afraid. I, would, it, I think we would just call the show Just Naked. Hot. <laughs> Sounds hot. Just naked and starving. <laughs> naked and hungry. <laughs> naked and hungry with serial killer books. Yeah. I mean, I'd watch it. It sounds pretty good. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, back on point. Well, we had homework to do in between the last break. And we've already forgotten it. Because we failed. Well, we, because of the crackers. Professor Dimitri, Professor Dimitri gives us an F. Why am I stuttering? Dimitri, do you make me nervous? Uh, maybe. <laughs> Is this because you think I was like Has it been that long, It's been that long since she got to go to jail to visit her, her guy. <laughs> it has been over a year in general. Thank you. <laughs> I'm so what? lonely. Uh, it's because we've been in the panty. Uh, we could blame it on the pandemic or we could blame it on me. We're, <laughs> at this point, we're not sure. I think we've passed the point of blaming things on the pandemic, you know? I feel like this podcast is going to be part true crime and part like dating for you. You're going to be like, oh, <laughs> if he didn't kill her, he's single. So, I mean, honestly, 
part true crime, part dating is just 100% true crime. What if you slid into his DMs? Send him a couple sexy pics. Why Leah is single. We're moving to the homework. The sister, right. the sister gave an interview to the press and she said that she, the lawyer has been trying to muzzle to get her to be quiet and stuff like that. But she came out and spoke. What's your take on that? Well, she heard the word muzzle and called dog immediately. <laughs> and <laughs> rough. <laughs> yeah, rough. And then uh, <laughs> I think that I can't tell if Cassie's saying that the lawyer threw her under the bus and she's not talking to her family. I can't tell if this is some sort of publicity stunt and or if this is what the lawyer has told her to do. Because maybe if it looks like there's division in the family, that there's something that maybe it just juices the story up. I don't know. It, maybe it takes away from where's Brian and more about what's going on with the family. I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe we're pulling focus. Who's to say? I disagree with you. I think that we forget that sometimes news media will, news outlets will pay people for interviews. Who's and to say that she just, maybe she needs some more Instagram followers. I, I don't think it's for clout, I think. But if somebody's willing to pay you a certain amount of money and you don't have any information, it's neither here nor there. Why not take it? I think that's how she's feeling. I mean, she's not really giving anything either way. It's not helping solve the case or hurting him. I have it's, empathy for her. You do? Why? I feel like in her interview, she comes out on her lawn and she's being interviewed by her neighbors. So it feels like she finally snapped and she just had enough. And to me, though, she wanted, oh, to stri- no, she wanted to like set the record straight and be like, you know what? I'm mad at them, too. I don't have anything to do with this. I'm just blood related to this person. That's kind of what it feels like to me. But she also went on that camping trip and they were like, did you ever ask about Gabby? And she was like, no, it never came up. What? It never came up? <sighs> Okay, so this goes again into the theory, right? Well, also, she said something very interesting, right? Cassie said, silence is not guilt. But she's not being silent. No, no, no. But she's talking about Brian. Right. I There's there's a small chance. He's not silent. The smallest chance. There's the smallest chance in the world that he told his parents, we got into a fight. And she ran away and I have no idea where she is. There's the smallest chance. And then maybe he said, when we go on the camping trip, I don't want to talk about it. Can we not bring it up with everyone? Or maybe we tell everyone that, uh, you know, we're, we're taking a break or whatever it is so that they didn't talk about it. There's the smallest chance. That's true, right? Well, let's say that that smallest chance is true. I have zero empathy for that because there's already footage of people calling in saying that they saw him slapping and hitting her. So even if it was an accident, there's already proof that he's abused her. But I'm talking about his sister. There's a chance that she didn't get the truth. Right, but most likely if he's been abusing her on this camping trip, that's not the first time. Are we sure it wasn't just a... Breaking because point? of the van, I don't think it's just because of the van. I don't, I don't know. I, I, I don't know, but I don't imagine, especially if this was happening back at the nightclub with the best friend, where he, she wasn't allowed to go, and he had her ID. All that happened back in Florida. 
like to give you guys backstory, there was a time before this camping trip ever even happened where she, where Gabby wanted to go with her best friend to a night out and Brian hid her ID and it became this huge big fight because she wasn't allowed to go. And it was like, and the best friend came out and did these news reports and said how controlling he was and how, you know, this became, was an ongoing thing. So I think everybody in Gabby's life knew how controlling he was. Super emotionally abusive. Correct. Which if he allegedly. was already emotionally abusive, allegedly, and then we are hearing about <laughs> Dimitri's this. Dimitri's really proud of us. Thank you. Good job. <laughs> You're allegedly. Welcome, Dimitri. But the FBI is now claiming that they were keeping an eye on him from the beginning. I'm like, well, who is keeping an eye on him? Like, yeah, your watchdog blows, my guy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what do you mean? Who? Who? Like, how would you let him go? It, it may. Yeah. They said we were watching him. We got distracted because they put in flower beds and then he was gone. <laughs> we got yeah. distracted. No, they were like, I'm sorry. Shit's Creek was on. We couldn't look away. I get it. It's a really good show. You know, I, I just think <laughs> that I, I truly think if they would release more information that the Internet could probably find this guy faster at this point. I think the Internet still will find him faster. Because the internet keeps throwing tips about where they think he might be. They thought they saw him at a Walmart. They thought they saw him in Canada, in Mexico, at the Appalachian Trail. And this is news from Redditors, TikTokers, YouTubers, people on Instagram, Twitter. Everyone's firing off trying to find this guy. So I have a feeling... I have a feeling someone from the social media sleuth family will find him. And if it's not dog, it's going to be a YouTuber. I hope it is, dog. I hope it's me. I hope it's us. <laughs> I you hope it's us. You know, we find Brian I Laundry. hope it's someone, and I hope it's soon. And I hope that whatever way that she did end up going, I hope it wasn't long and drawn out. Oof. I really do. I hope that it was fast. We, I think we can agree that we all are so sad about this obvious tragedy that occurred. And that there were so many warning signs. And it felt like this was the third strike. The first strike was the first police call. The second strike was the second police call. And, you know, the third was them fighting at the restaurant. And if you guys are fighting that much in such a short amount of time, it's a really bad sign, especially when you're in an enclosed vehicle with the same person for months. You're bound to go crazy. If I was alone by myself in an enclosed vehicle like that, I... Who knows what would happen? I'd, I'd probably be like uh, Tom Hanks uh, with Wilson. You know, I would just be absolutely I'd be crazy at this point. Wilson, you know, I mean, who knows? So if you add another human being to that equation, it's probably not good. It can't be good. It can't be good. And mm -hmm. I, I think for so many people, especially this year was so hard and everybody was looking for an outlet. And I just think that is a big reminder about social media. I think Gabby was trying to create a life that didn't exist for herself through social mm -hmm. media. And like within our kids, within our life, within, you know, everything that's going on, that's that's the most heartbreaking part. You know, they said they never left the van, really. Right. Even though they're creating this illusion that they're like doing these huge hikes, they're doing this, they're living these adventures. That's not what was happening. Is it possible? No. It's because he wouldn't let her. He wouldn't let her leave. I probably because I did hear. So we're running out of time. But I did hear um, a father 
of a woman who had been uh, murdered from domestic violence before. He said, domestic violence is like climbing up a gradual hill. Not until you turn around and look back do you realize how much it's escalated. And I thought that was pretty powerful. I have, I too have four kids and three of them are girls and this kind of shit bugs the hell out of me. So something like that, I think all these things, we look back at them and we're like, oh, well, there's this, there was this, there was this, but you don't really know. I mean, I think, I think the biggest thing is if, if anybody listening has realized that you've been isolated from everybody else, if the person that you're with is isolating you from your friends, from your family, from everybody, that's a huge, that's a huge warning sign. And another warning sign is if a man wants to take you on a camping trip. I just <laughs> like with crackers. <laughs> with crack- <laughs> okay. Uh, so be- listen, we're running out of time, but before we go, this has been something that's been brought up in, in the media and news also. And it's, you know, obviously uh, caused some controversy. Why the obsession with this case? Obviously there are other people that have gone missing and this and that. A lot of people are saying it's because she was white and she's blonde and she's cute. Why do we why are we obsessed with this case? I think for me, what happened was I was so tired of hearing about COVID. And then I saw a notification on Twitter that just caught my intrigue because it was literally the only thing that wasn't about COVID on my timeline. And then I just got pulled in. And I think when people catch a crime in real time, it is interesting because, you you know, when there's a missing person and the the stories start to not add up and it's obvious that there might have been foul play, you just get intrigued. And I know that I had actually just watched Clip, Clickbait on Netflix. I don't know if you guys have seen that yeah, show with I Adrian Grenier. It. So good. He's so hot. Yeah, the show's so good. Sorry, that's what I meant to say. And um, <laughs> And it is a very similar case. And it's all about social media getting involved in a murder and with dating apps and catfishing and people on the Internet wanting to be detectives and sleuths. And it just felt so interconnected after having just watched a show about it. I felt like I was an episode of The Truman Show. I was like, oh, my God, this is happening in real time right now. And so that's why I got almost like crack addicted to it. What about you, Teddy? For me, I, I've always been this way um, any time. I mean, this year, especially because because of COVID and because, you know, there is that time, you know, there's that downtime where, you know, people say you should be focusing on being present. But that's where, like, I will really dig into it. I've been like that for a couple of different things. Army Hammer this year, I w- got obsessed with wanting to know every single detail about that. Britney Spears conservatorship, this. And I... I think that, you know, especially with this case, I think there's just so many unknowns. And I I think most of the time with cases, you have a general idea why. And this, from the very beginning, you're lost. Well, also, did you know that murders were down last year because everyone was at home? Murders were down, but suicide was up. Mm. Domestic violence was up. Because, you know, mental, mental illness and, you know, abuse is up because, and, you know, it's people were really unhappy. Inside and they their still homes. are. I think yeah. pandemic or no pandemic, most people are unhappy. But I think that, you know, and it, it sounds trivial, but I think talking about it and having those conversations and for me, even doing the research and learning about it. And even though, yes, we are making light of a very heavy situation at times, 
helps educate on how severe a situation can get. Absolutely. But that was also why I got so invested in the case, because I saw a little bit of myself in her where I thought that could have happened to anyone on a camping trip. And I know that when I was in a tent with my boyfriend or when we were going hiking and we're in this isolated area, at times I got really uncomfortable too. You have to really trust someone and know someone to go camping. And so many people go missing in the area where they were all the time. They've already found another body that was missing because of this case. I know. I mean, and in in closing, because I know we have to wrap up, but imagine it being the person that brought you there. This is so heartbreaking. Thanks, you guys, so much for joining us for our very first, but not our very last, deep dive. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Teddy, Jesus. I like to keep it very heavy. Thank you for joining us at Real Time Crime. I've been Leah Lamar. And I'm Teddy Mellencamp. See you next week for more Real Time Crime. It's Real Time Crime. It's Real Time Crime. It's Real Time I mean, is it actually Real Time Crime? Are we solving anything? Or is that just a thing we say? It's a thing we say. Got it. Okay. See you next week for more Real Time Crime. Only on iHeartRadio. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series called Blooded, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpern. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one case, but almost a dozen. Listen to Cold Blooded, The Apollo Gym Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.